We are hearing from the Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 7, verses 26 through chapter 8, verse 1. For she is a reflection of eternal light, a spotless mirror of the working of God, an image of his goodness. Although she is but one, she can do all things, and while remaining in herself, she renews all things. In every generation, she passes into holy souls and makes them friends of God and prophets. For God loves nothing so much as the person who lives with wisdom. She is more beautiful than the sun and excels every constellation of the stars. Compared with the light, she is found to be superior. For it is succeeded by the night, but against wisdom, evil does not prevail. She reaches mightily from wind and of the earth to the other. She orders all things well. Thus ends our reading. These are the lessons of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Gabriella. The Wisdom of Solomon. As I mentioned before, this is not a book that we often talk about in our United Methodist circles, but I encourage you to find a Bible or online, do a search and read it because this is fire. This book has reignited in me something, and I can't put a finger on it, but reading this has really spoken to my spirit during a time where we are all tired, amen? Amen. This is a tough space to be in. And by the way, for those of you who are not familiar with me, I am the kind of person who enjoys to have interaction while I preach. It lets me know that people are following along and that I'm not completely out of my mind. So I encourage you to respond back if there is something that speaks to you. And if something makes you uncomfortable, sit with that as well. And come and let's talk about it. Because that is a part of wisdom's call for us all as well. Now the wisdom of Solomon, which is known as the book of wisdom in some of our Bible traditions, is a book about, color me shocked, wisdom. Its benefits, its nature, and the role that it played in ancient Israel's history. Now, it's true that many of us who grew up in a non-Roman Catholic or Orthodox Catholic tradition, a Protestant tradition, much like the United Methodist Church, may not be as familiar with this book as some others may be. And that is because it is one of those ancient Hebrew texts that brings with it all kinds of questions. Big surprise there. We can't imagine that our Bible would ask, force us to ask any questions, right? Another example of how the Bible and the canon is a living, breathing testament to God revealed in the world. That there are different versions of it, different expectations that come from it, different translations, and yet all of them are good. The questions that that this particular book brings up for those of us in different traditions or for scholars is who actually wrote it? When was it written? One of the big questions and why it does not appear in many of our Bibles and the common English translation that we have here does not contain this book 
is because there's a question of whether it was inspired directly by God, God's self, or if it's a purely human exercise in convincing folks about the validity of wisdom in religion. And when all is said and done, there's always that question, how is it relevant to us today as modern day 21st century Christians? Now, all of these questions are valid. Anytime we question our texts, it's valid. Scholars generally agree that this was written in roughly the 5th century before what we know as the Common Era, or for those of us who've been out of school for a hot minute, B.C., before Christ. Which means that this was more than likely not written by King Solomon, but instead by someone who valued wisdom just as much as he did. So sometimes we will hear or see this book called The Wisdom of Solomon or just simply The Book of Wisdom. It's a Jewish work that was written in Greek and most likely composed in Alexandria, Egypt. Right? Wow. The book speaks to the relationship between wisdom and creation, something that we are a part of as well. And it speaks about wisdom being a perfect gift from God. That it's always moving and speaking to us and inspiring us, that theological imagination that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago. It's always moving and speaking and inspiring. And what is it doing but to inspire us to seek God in everything that we do, everything that we see, everything that we encounter. It also talks about wisdom's relationship with God. In fact, wisdom is spoken of in this book as with God from the very beginning. And if you read further into the book, wisdom herself sounds an awful lot like the Holy Spirit. Amen? In Greek in which this was originally written, the biblical word for wisdom is Sophia. And it is often interchangeably used for the name of the Holy Spirit. Now, though it's not included in many of our Protestant Bibles, for example, like I said, the CEB translation or the message translation, that doesn't take away from the wisdom that we can find. How fitting is that since the central theme of the work itself is wisdom. There are lots of things in the Bible that we can look at and say, well, it's disputed. I'm not sure if this is all real, but I do know that it is true. And that is something that I absolutely love about our sacred texts and about our Bible. And you will hear me speak about this often about how we are inspired to sometimes talk back to the scriptures, to find the wisdom and where it speaks to our spirits. It's okay to say, you know what? I'm not sure that this is actually happening, but I do know that it is true, which is weird. Amen? Our Bible has a lot of weird stuff in it. I encourage you to find the weird 
and take joy in that. But in reality, it's not all that weird. We have lots of things in our everyday lives that are much the same way. We have stories that we grew up with that taught us important lessons that we still carry with us today. So let me give, bless you, let me give you an example. I'm so glad that we have kiddos here in the sanctuary because they're gonna be able to help us out, I think. How many of us are familiar with the story of the three little pigs? Okay, for those of you who are not familiar, let's run through it. There are three little pigs, and they come across a what? A big, bad wolf. And the three little pigs are so scared of this big, bad wolf, and they realize that they're left out in the open, and they need to find shelter, but there isn't any around, so they've got to make it themselves. So the first little pig says, all right, I got to do this quick and dirty. We got to get this done. So let me find what's available. All right, we got some straw. I'm just going to put it together real quick. Maybe the wolf won't see me. And the wolf comes up to the first pig's house and knocks and says what? I know. Go ahead. He says, open up the door or I'll blow your house down. Little pig, little pig, let me in or I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. Okay, we're gonna make Mr. Hicks the big bad wolf when it happens, okay? All right, and so the big bad wolf huffs and he puffs and what happens to that straw house? Everybody, it goes down, demolished. So the first little pig runs to his brother's house. And he runs into the second little pig who's just built a house made out of? Sticks. Sticks Sticks are a little better than straw, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the two pigs are hiding in the house and along comes the big bad wolf who knocks and says, Little pig, little pig, let me in. And the little pigs say, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. It's not I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. And he huffs and he puffs and what happens? The house gets destroyed. So the first pig and the second pig now run to their brother's house. Oh, his sister's house. I like how you think. Amen. What do we know about the third sister pig's house? It's built out of bricks. Girl did it right. Not that I'm surprised. Okay, so the second little pig comes, uh, third little pig invites her brothers in, and the big bad wolf shows up and knocks and says, Little little pig, little pig, let me in. And the pigs all say, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. If not, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. And the wolf huffs and puffs. And what happens? Nothing. The house doesn't budge. Now, 
Wolf gets tired out, falls down. If you've seen the Disney version, there's popcorn in the pants. There's a lot that happens. But let me ask you a question. Can pigs talk? Can pigs fly? We may find out, Alexander. Can pigs or do pigs build houses? No. No. That would be weird. Do wolves speak? No. Maybe metaphorically, but not literally. But if you do something right the first time, without taking shortcuts or trying to take the easy way out, will your work stand? Yeah. Yes. This is a story that is not real, but it is true. It is something that carries with us all through our lives and gives us wisdom to remain steadfast in what keeps us grounded. Amen? And so many of our Bible stories, our scriptural texts, have so much truth, even as we question what they mean. We live in a world where religious beliefs, faith, they're often put into a fight against each other, against knowledge and wisdom. Some believe that they can't live together because science is more truthy than faith, that it holds more value. But our texts show us, and I believe that they can live together, that they have been living together since the beginning, that wisdom has always been with and of God. That wisdom herself is a part of God, a part of our trinity, of God the creator, God the spirit, and God the Christ that we know as Jesus. So I encourage you, as we move into this new season in our churches, as we celebrate moments of homecoming, as we bless our backpacks and our briefcases and ask for God to be present in all ways and in all places in our lives, Let us be sure that, like the writer of this book, we embrace wisdom. Embrace it as she moves our spirits and inspires us. Let us find God in the wisdom, in the lessons that we learn. Let us find it in the truth that we hold, in the lives that we lead. May we be inspired to open our hearts as well as our minds and our spirits, to give wisdom space to, as the scripture states, move into our holy souls. May we be so inspired and encouraged to become deeper friends of God and of prophets. For God loves nothing so much as the person who lives with wisdom. Amen.